The following was a finalist in our 1000 word fast fiction contest. If you enjoy tales like this, head on over to coldopenstories.com. On the site, you'll find our call for submissions, writing competitions, and community of authors and voice talent. While you're there, you can also check out our award-winning full cast audio dramas, fan fiction, and original content. And now, Cold Open Stories presents The Last 100 Lasguns, written by Chris Buxy and performed by Christopher Tester. was a thick soup of infestation. Paralysites punctured the storm-wracked skies of Segmentum Solar. Microscopic nanospores swirled in every breath. The tyranid microorganisms invaded the cavernous prime manufacturum like cancerous blood in an ailing heart. Elegais stood at attention beside the final station of the Lascan production line. Hundreds of his fellow workers stood with him, stretching away into the gloom, a crooked line bent from years of labor. Staying at their posts was mandatory. The grizzled confessor supervisor boomed from his pulpit. Elegais didn't know of anywhere else to go. Elegais mopped his brow with a dirty rag. His vision swam. He wasn't certain if it was the days of hunger or something more sinister. Filtration units coughed and wept, black tears from the ceiling. Spores crept in and settled on the production line, threatening to foul the exposed focusing optics and giving birth to stillborn Lascans. Whispers were traded up and down the line. This was to be the final batch. Elegais paid no heed. He couldn't imagine anything ever halting production. The prime manufacturum loomed over his whole existence like a grey cyclopean obelisk. The rituals of resetting complete, the line shuddered back into life. After 90 seconds, the first Lascan rode the conveyor belt to his station. Elegais pulled down on the lever, and the press stamped the winged skull of the Astra Militarum onto the gun's casing with a thud hit. He watched as the finished weapon continued its journey, sliding from the end of the belt neatly into a supply crate. One, whispered Elegais. If this really was going to be the final batch, it was going to be the finest of his life. Elegais had performed this task by road for the last 30 years. By the time he whispered 10, his mind was straying to thoughts of Celia, his greatest regret. Sweet, beautiful Celia had worked on quality control, one station upstream. They shared so much in common, like their love of Lascans and their devotion to the manufacturer. 
He had made her laugh with his wry, sidelong interpretation of the catchism of alignment, when the confessor supervisor was out of earshot, of course. But she had been promoted into administrative duties, and then out of the manufacturer altogether. Celia had begged Elegias to apply for promotion too, but Elegias knew that he was married to the manufacturer. He just prayed that wherever Celia was, she was doing the Emperor's work. By the time he whispered 27, he was aware of sounds other than the production line. The distant firecracker pop of small arms and the chest-shaking reverberations of heavy ordnance crept into his world. He spared a moment to look down the line. Nothing to see. Yet. He wiped the sweat from his brow and coughed, noticing the skin on his hands looked red and infected. At 36, he thought about how he had never bequeathed a child to the manufacturer to take his place when he was no longer fit to serve. To not leave a child to take over his toil seemed tantamount to heresy. To admit to himself that he now might not get the chance seemed like a greater heresy still. 52. The light had changed. The stolid gloom that Elegias had known all his life had been replaced by flickering blue and green light that threw alien shadows across the vast ceiling. 69. An endless chittering could be heard, rising above the relentless pounding of machines. 71. The Confessor Supervisor stepped down from his pulpit, chainsword spluttering into life. He vanished upstream, away from Elegias. 85. Elegias was working in perfect harmony with the machine. He lowered the press as the last guns were still moving, timing the impact perfectly. Things scuttled in his peripheral vision, but he didn't dare look. The ear-bleeding roar of fighting drowned out the sound of industry now. 92. A severed head hitched a ride between last guns on the conveyor. Elegias batted it from the belt without looking closely, but he had a horrible feeling it belonged to the Confessor Supervisor. 96. Elegias's arm burned as he operated the lever. Someone fled past him, screaming in terror. He knew that must have been one of the Astro Militarum guards. His fellow workers would never abandon their stations. 99. Elegias allowed himself a moment to look up. That's when he saw the scythe-limbed horror bounding towards him along the production line, drool whipping from its maw. It was a lean and spindly thing, but Elegias knew from a life spent around tools that those hooked limbs would pierce his coveralls with little effort. The 100th last gun slid beneath the press as the Xenos creature closed the distance with frenetic speed. Elegias had any amount of wrenches, pipes, and metal jig sticks within easy reach with which to defend himself. But that would mean letting go of the press lever. The beast leapt, hunger glittering in its black eyes. Elegias yanked the lever with all his might. The final last gun left the production line with a thud hiss, sliding into the crate just as the creature's talons pierced Elegias's torso with a snick snick. He tried to cry out, but the crushing pressure in his chest stole his breath. Elegias fell backwards into the cold embrace of the manufacturing floor. 
The Tyranid kept moving, skittering towards the full supply crate, but the servitor-controlled galvanic crane swooped down and scooped the crate into the gloom above, accompanied by an escort of cyber cherubs. One hundred, Elagias tried to whisper, but no sound escaped his lips. The crate of 100 Lasguns flew serenely through the clouds of purifying incense, dispersed by the sensor-wielding cherubs high above the anarchy of the battle below. Traveling along pre-programmed routes as it had done for millennia, the galvanic crane finally deposited the crate onto the dismembered bodies of the Adeptus Monitorum loading crews in a staging depot seething with unnumbered tyrannid beasts.